Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, your Joy-Cons aimlessly drift through Europe for a couple of months after graduation. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including the upgrade to the Nintendo Switch and some new game release dates. Um, And then on Thursday, we are going to be determining the four best playable characters from Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. But Mark, in the meantime, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, good. Spilled some orange juice on myself earlier. Uh Uh-huh. But and only noticed it now, seemingly. What? Oh, only oh no, noticed no, no, it sorry. When you I drank orange juice right before I came over here. Oh, okay. Spilled it on myself in the car. Uh huh. Got out of the car, came over to your house, and we were t- just talking. And I just like made my way over to your sink and started like dumping water on my shirt. Um, were you at Jamba Juice or something? No, no, no. I just stopped at a like gas station. Oh, okay. And gotten some orange juice. I was just trying to imagine the scenario where at like eight o'clock at night I'm reaching for a glass of orange juice i'm like i'm no, like no judgment i guess <laughs> i mean feels <laughs> like an, an amount of judgment i don't yeah, know there that is. i'd say no There's judgment some. yeah there is some <laughs> uh but you know what there is no judgment about if you want to borrow my copy of sonic forces no judgment no there's no shame in it for you no there's shame in it for me probably at the post office they're like who is this guy luckily i don't let them see what i'm mailing no. And I lie about it if they ask. You can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. All you got to do is write to us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com with a mailing address where you want me to send it. I send it there. It goes there. You play it or not. And then you send it back. Return postage included. That's right. Um, we, Mark, you and I, uh-huh. uh, need to figure out our, our rules, our agreement, our parameters for our Donkey Kong 3 high score chasing That's right. contest. Because Donkey Kong 3 is now available on the NES Nintendo Switch Online. That's right. A terrible name. Right, yeah. Uh, and a terrible game. Uh, Donkey Kong 3, not good. I was just playing it before you came over and uh, was like, I dislike this game so much, I'm just going to switch over to Donkey Kong Jr. right now. A yeah. game that I like. <laughs> Donkey Kong really in name only. Yes. It features a large... Features Donkey Kong. <laughs> Is it the same Donkey Kong from the other Donkey Kong games? I assume so. Okay. So, digging, dealing with a bit of a pest problem uh-huh. at this point in his life. Well, I don't know if he is. I think he's fine with the pests. Oh, you... so he didn't call Stanley the Exterminator. No. Well, because Stanley the Bugman, mm-hmm. uh, I believe you are in his greenhouse. You're in Stanley's greenhouse, and your goal is to drive Donkey Kong out with bug spray. Donkey Kong's not a bug, but, but you fight him with bug spray. But also there are bugs. There are also bugs. So Donkey Kong's like making his way down these mm-hmm. vines. That's right. And every now and then he'll like knock on the side of a uh, like a beehive and the bees inside get mad and they come down and try to steal your flowers. And you're like, I got to kill bees. I got to uh, gotta neutralize caterpillars. And I got to drive Donkey Kong out of my greenhouse. How did he get into the greenhouse in the first place? Oh boy, that's a that's that like one of those ancient riddles. 
anywhere he wants to or something like that. <laughs> or time to get a new greenhouse. Maybe that's the answer mm, to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what, what, what do you want to do here, Mark? How, how, what do you think is the best way for uh, you and I and our listeners to participate and get in on a high score chasing contest here? Yeah, I feel like we've got to give ourselves some time. Okay. You know, to really like get good at the game. Right. Um, so maybe we say a month. Okay. One month from today, and today is the 23rd. Uh, so by August 23rd, uh, whatever the next episode is after that, um, we need to, you and I will have screenshots of our high scores. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if listeners want to send their screenshots of high scores to us, either on Twitter, that's at Nincart Society, or to our email at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com, the highest score wins something. Yes. To be determined. Right. And it might be something that's not anything. It might just be like a shout out on the show. But also it might be something that's something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it might be. It probably won't be, though. (laughs) But it could be. And look, here's another thing that uh, went to the Nintendo Switch NES online uh, app. Uh, at the same time that oh Donkey boy. Kong, I don't know, I'm sorry. Uh, at the same time that Donkey Kong 3 did is a rewind feature. Now look, guys, no rewinding in this. That's right. Honesty matters. That's right. Your integrity's on the line. Right. Dignity. And, uh, mm-hmm. Always dignity. Uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and preemptively exclude Billy Mitchell from uh, the, the proceedings here. That's right. Don't even try, Billy. Known suspected cheater, Billy Mitchell. <laughs> Alleged cheater. That's right. Billy Mitchell. You look, we don't have the time or the software to like vet these scores. No. So we need people to be honest. And, you know, they are going to be played on systems where rewind is possible. So, like, we just need to trust everyone. Exactly. Um, so uh, August 23rd. Yeah. By, by August 23rd. I know we don't have an episode on August 23rd, but I'm not going to open a calendar to figure out when around then we do have an episode. Um, all right, Mark, let's get into what we've been playing this week. So last week we started asking for Super Mario Maker 2 level submissions. Mm-hmm. And we got one from Steven or Stefan. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, it's a cool name either way. I just apologize that I don't know which one. Right. Well, it's hard for people like Mark and I who have profoundly not cool names uh, to encounter someone who does have a cool name. It's deeply upsetting. Yeah. We don't know what to do. So uh, I'm going to go with Stefan. Okay. Stefan uh, sent us three levels to check out, which we will include in this week's show notes. Uh He also sent them to us on Twitter, so you can check uh, our liked tweets on Twitter. Um, It'll be in there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there was like a coin collection level where you had to get 65 coins in order to make it to like go past the goal. Uh-huh. A dark themed level where it was like really shadowy. And you know how like you can use like um, enemies and pow blocks and all that stuff to like light up certain areas. Yeah. So there felt a little like Indiana Jones sometimes making some leap of, leaps of faith. And then the third one was like a vertical speed run where lava was raising from the bottom. Oh, no. So all of them were actually were really cool. The coin collection level I liked a lot. It was pretty short, which I like in Super Mario Maker Two levels, mm-hmm. and especially if you don't put checkpoints in it. Yeah, put um, some put some checkpoints. If in your they're going to be long, do right. us all the favor. But 
it had like a few jumps that were difficult to make. Like you had to time it really well. Yeah. But it was the perfect amount of those where it didn't get like frustrating. And they were early enough in the level where you were like, okay, like once I get past this point. Sure. Then I don't have to worry about them anymore. Yes, exactly. Uh, the dark themed level, that was one where to my own frustration, like it, it's really cleverly laid out. This one and like the vertical speed run level that he made are really cleverly laid out where you can't get too far ahead because something will always like trip you up. Oh, sure. So I was able to get like in this dark level, I was able to get through it, the first part of it pretty quickly. And to the point where every time I died later in the level, I would start to just be like, oh, I'm not going to be careful in the first part of this level anymore. Right. Which but is, you would still lose that. Which is always yeah. a trap because then you just start getting like sloppy. I don't know, man. Whenever I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get sloppy here. I feel like that's when I find success. When I'm like, stop thinking about it, just go. Really, I feel like the level has to be like really designed for that. Mm. Like some of them are. Like I played one of your levels. Yeah. Uh, Which one? The so I, I think I played three of them. I played the because there, there's one that's in there that's like just definitely too hard. Well, okay. So the three I played was yeah. were the uh, Super Mario Brothers Two World mm-hmm. One level. Yep. Uh, I played through the Follow the Mushroom. Yes, that that one's too hard. Okay, so I I actually didn't think it was. I oh, didn't okay. think it was too hard. Right. Um, I thought it took me a little bit to figure out like what I was supposed to do. Yeah, like I I guess I don't want to spoil it in case people play it. Right. the The concept of the level is you see a mush. You have to finish the level uh as as Super Mario, um, and you see a mushroom very early on, but you can't get it. Um, and so you just sort of like chase it for a super long time and then something happens right but uh, but the, uh, the 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 level is 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 difficult well and but i also thought like the second part of it i guess i'll say yeah um you had set it up where you could kind of like speed through it yes. you know if you were just willing to make some jumps yeah yeah uh, um but yeah i thought all three of uh stefan's levels were really fun were like really well constructed in the way where like you always knew where you're supposed to be going and uh, it there were sometimes surprise elements where you're like, oh, there's no way I could have made that this time because I didn't know. But they were not so far into the level, or the levels weren't so long that it was like frustrating. Yeah. So they're really fun. We'll uh, like I said, we'll include them in the show notes and be sure to send yours to us. Yeah. Um, and you can either do that again by Twitter at Nin Card Society or the email address, which is Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Just like Turner did. Um, Turner wrote us an email and said, hey, Patrick and Mark heard your call for Super Mario Maker 2 courses, so here are mine. Um, and so I'll, I'll just talk you through. Um, his. He sent us five levels, um, so I'll talk through some of them real quick. Um, one is called Taking, uh, Taking to the Sky, which uh, is, uh, you know, basically a, also a vertically, it doesn't scroll, but it's, you know, a sky level where you just got to keep going up um, and you grab the the leaf early on and it makes it easy to fly up most of it um, was super fun I've got the world record on this one at a minute and 10 seconds so come at me everyone um, on uh, taking to the sky uh, and then there was uh, Tower of Terror which was much like the one that you're describing with uh, the light sources um, and uh, was uh, ha- has a lot of um, like you're on a platform that travels on on a track and just sort of, you know, like moving back and forth to uh, make sure that the ghosties don't see you. Um, and then uh, there was a, a, a pipe level in here that was like a good like kind of puzzle uh, thing where, um, and I, I always love this. I always love when you're in a space and you like see what's going on or see what you think is going on. And then like 
something happens or you fall or you go down a pipe and then like you return to the space later and you're like, oh, the space is actually about this. Um, and the uh, his his pipe dream level has some of that. Uh, and then he also had a, a, a water one. And I'll tell you what, I don't want to play any water levels. Sorry, everyone. I don't think there's a good water level design. I don't think there is one. I don't like them. I don't want to swim. Um, uh, Turner says, hope you enjoy playing Turner. P.S. Pat Patrick, uh, those courses you made are tough. Capital T-O-U-G-H. And there's like a winky face emoji. I also want to, uh, probably off mic, because again, I don't want to spoil the surprise. Yeah. But the um, the level you made where you have to like get the bullet bill. Yeah. Across, I laughed really hard when that level started. Um, it, just to see the like, yeah, what it, you had laid out there. It is, it is a funny level. You should check. Uh, every, everyone should check out. Um, the I, I also up uploaded one recently that's just, uh, it's a like a single screen level where you just have to murder like twenty five cheap cheeps, and the water level keeps like rising and and lowering. And it's really hard and chaotic, and I hate it. <laughs> but everyone should check it out. Um. Uh, all right. What what else have we been playing this week? Okay, so I also I picked up uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three: The Black Order. Mm -hmm. Only had time to play a tiny bit of it, like maybe forty five minutes. So I'm really early in it. I don't have much to say on it other than from the again the tiny bit I've played. The reviews seem very fair. Where you're just like, yeah, this game is fine. Yeah, it like is exactly what it purports to be, which is a game from like 2009. Right, right. Like it really does feel like um it hasn't been 10 years since the last Marvel Ultimate Alliance that it's been like two. Right, right. Like you mean but like we're in 2011. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a game out of time. Yeah. Um so you might notice that we have not yet mentioned uh that we played Splatoon 2 and the final Splatfest cuz we didn't. I totally forgot. On this subject, Lizzie sends us an email and she says, "Hey guys, love loved your Splatfest episode. It might not matter much since the final Splatoon has happened or Splatfest has happened already, but do you guys find the Splatfests to be fun?" I never have. I have had bad luck picking teams, and I always end up getting crushed every round. I haven't participated in the last couple because I haven't enjoyed it. I feel like all the dirty tricks, uh, all, yeah, all the dirty tricks come out during Splatfest, like spawn camping. I don't mean to complain. I'm sure the answer is just that I need to get good, and I know I'm not amazing at Splatoon. But aren't these games supposed to be fun? Would love to hear your thoughts on this. I'll tell you what I love about Splatfest. Yeah, the like um. When the town square or whatever you'd call it, like the city square, yeah, like how that changes. Yeah, like, I like that too. I like the the concert. I like yeah. the different music. I like the new stages. Mm -hmm. But I, no, I don't particularly like I, uh, mm. like the setup of a Splatfest. Sure, I I do like the arbitrary like pick a team and like represent that team. Like I think that's fun. Um, I mean, obviously we had a fun time talking through like just that part of it last week um but yeah it uh like if what a splatfest really does is call all the really good people back to splatoon uh yeah good point i don't really love that um and uh, uh to that point as well neither of us played it this weekend uh you forgot i was at uh san diego comic-con um but i was back all day yes all day on sunday i could have played some um but I didn't. I didn't prioritize it as like a, this is a special, important thing, uh, and you know neither did you. So I think there's probably some of that in there that yeah maybe we don't really love Splatfest that much. 
All right, uh, so that's what we either played or did not play this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we will play or maybe not play next week. The big releases of the week are really coming this Friday, July 26th. Very exciting. Fire Emblem Three Houses is out for the Nintendo Switch. And also a game that I didn't realize was coming so soon, Wolfenstein Youngblood is releasing yeah so wolfenstein youngblood um i think is a a little bit strange that it's uh, coming out on friday already because i don't think i think this is another one where bethesda is taking the sort of like reverse marketing uh, angle on it from like what everyone else does where they're just not like we'll hear (laughs) about marketing they're just not marketing it yeah and it does feel that way uh i don't know i haven't heard any like you know we're still a couple days out um so you know there might not be uh, like the embargo on it might be, or review embargo might be uh, later in the week, or and news outlets also just might not be getting them early. Um, Bethesda has done that in the past, uh, and so maybe they'll market it once the game is already out, and then people have reviewed it and gotten it in hands, and they can just be like, "Here's what people are saying about this game." Um, but yeah, it's just it's one of those weird where you're like, "Oh yeah, we, the game's just coming out, and then it'll be out." Yeah. Um, we're also getting the Pichu, Isabel, and Pokemon Trainer Amiibo from the Super Smash Brothers series. Um, I like the way that Pokemon Trainer looks. He looks so cool. Are we, ex- are there more Super Smash Brothers series Amiibo after these? Uh, of, of the characters that were in the game to begin with? Because the, the DLC characters are, oh, are obviously oh. still, still going to be coming. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, but I, I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know if, if, the, if that's all of them then I haven't really been keeping up with. Wait, sorry. So uh, do they make, uh, this is way old news. I'm sure. Yes. But are they making Amiibo for every character every in Super Smash character Brothers Ultimate? in Super Smash Ultimate will have an Amiibo by the time they are done. Including the DLC. Including the DLC. Well, I mean, I think that's fair then that you haven't been keeping track of it because that's so many characters. Yeah, there was a time though where I was like, yes, I'm on top of all of this Amiibo stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess one of my New Year's resolutions last year was to figure out my relationship with amiibo and i think at this point i finally have um i like the amiibo i have if every now and then i want to pick up a, a new one i'll do it but i am no longer beholden to collect all the amiibo behold i assume you're picking up fire emblem three houses absolutely yeah and it's uh the i know the game is going to be big enough and media enough that it has put uh ultimate alliance on the back burner for me um and yeah i'll i'm I've I've got it pre-ordered already. I'm I'm very excited for it. For yeah, I'm sorely tempted to pick it up. But the thing that's stopping me is I know I don't like strategy RPGs. Right. And so as much as I want to be the head of a household in like a Hogwarts-esque school. Yeah. And I really, really want that. I know that as soon as it gets to like the combat stuff. Right. You're not going to be into it. I, yeah. And I'm just going to like tap out at some point. I mean... Fire Emblem games do always let you, like, you can put them on an easy mode, you can put it on, like, a non-permadeath situation. Um, like, if you want to just experience the narrative of, this is true for most Fire Emblem games, I am hoping it is also true for this one. Um, if you want to experience, like, the narrative of it and just sort of, like, you know, uh, rush through the gameplay, you probably will be able to. Mm. But I'll test it out and let you know. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds great. Um, all right, uh... Let's uh let's close out the new releases. Mm-hmm. 
Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Um, Mark, Comic-Con was this weekend. Let's talk about Marvel's announcement for Phase 4. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised they called it Phase 4, because I thought that mm. they were moving away from phases. O- away from calling them phases? Yeah. Um, it's interesting that uh, everything for Phase 4 is coming out in 2020 or 2021. Because they're counting... Just those two years. Yeah, because there's like four TV shows that they're counting Five as, TV shows and five movies. Or I guess they're like Disney Plus streaming shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the movies feel like a little bit... Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it, it's weird, right? Because like, there are so many things kind of missing from there that, yeah. uh, like, there's no Spider-Man on there, um, and like Feige mentions, um, you know, there's no Captain Marvel two, there's no Black Panther two, there's no uh, Guardians, Guardians of the three. three. In that phase, in, in that the, phase, the, in the next right. two years, yeah, right. they'll be coming at some point, right? Presumably. Um, also, no Fantastic Four, no X Men, um, which again he mentions Blade. Um, not yes. coming in the next two years, right? But I guess the I, maybe that's the part that's crazy is that uh, what would have been a a phase that lasted, you know, like I, I guess how long were the phases before, like four ish years? Seemingly, yeah. Um, that the this is just a lot more truncated, and like you say, in involve these uh, Disney Plus shows, right? And that's kind of where like the other than Black Widow, for or for me, anyways. That's where, like, the characters that you've grown to love from the first three phases, which they're now calling the Infinity Saga, because, okay. Right. Because um, you got to call it something. <laughs> right. Uh, they now live in Disney+, Plus, basically. Yeah. And then, uh, for the most part, there are exceptions. Uh, but, like, bl- really, like, Black Widow I'm interested in. That uh-huh. comes out next year. The Eternals. I feel nothing about here's because the, here's I, the thing that's I know nothing about the Eternals really. But the cast of the Eternals is, is crazy, is insanity. Um, that's that's the part that I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, I I trust you, Marvel. Um, but uh, yeah, is is also one where I'm like, I don't really know those characters at all, right? Um, or what to expect of of the movie. Um, and then the other the three other movies that they announced were um, uh, Shang Chi. And the Ten Rings, uh-huh. um, which is cool. Yep. Um, and uh, then Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, which is going to be a horror movie, which, all right. Right. And it, uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the first Doctor Strange movie. I don't really right. like uh, Benedict Cumberpatch as Doctor Strange in general. I liked um, him in... Uh, Infinity War. I don't think I, I don't think he it's it's not even like him as an actor. I don't think like I would like any version of that character necessarily. Like Doctor sure, Strange in the tough. movies, I don't yeah. really like care about all that much. Um so but I like that they're doing something different with this. Yeah. Um and then the the last of the movies is the uh Thor uh Love and Thunder, which is bringing the Jane Foster Thor story from the Mighty Thor comics into uh the movies. I love 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 that Natalie Portman Me is too. coming back. Me too. <laughs> I love that she was like, I'm done with the MCU. Right. I'm super not into this. 
oh, you want me to come back for Endgame? Like, you can use old footage, and I'll record some mumbling. Right, and that'll be it. Yeah. Oh, I guess uh, that that was a shorter recording of 433. Uh, we may need to do a part two to that. <laughs> uh, we were accompanied today by the EBU Your Radio Orchestra. All right, Mark, let's get into the news. So retail versions of Tetris 99 were previously announced for Japan and Europe, and now we know that it's officially coming to North America as well. On September 6th, you can get a boxed retail version of Tetris 99 for $29.99, and it includes one year of Nintendo Switch Online. No savings. No. Well, well it includes it, though, so it's, it's I, like you're paying 10 bucks for the physical version of it. Oh, yeah, I guess that's right? true. It's more expensive than just getting Yes. The... Although I guess, well, kind of, because the physical version of it must include, you remember when we paid 10 bucks for Tetris 99 like a month ago? Oh, good point. So you could like play it offline and it had a couple of different modes and yes, stuff. Yes, I forgot I'm about that. I'm assuming that's what this is. So it's not just like the online only multiplayer Battle Royale Tetris yes. that comes with the Nintendo Switch Online for free. Sure. So, yes, literally no savings. It is exactly what you would spend. Is maybe uh, a penny more? No, because I think the I think it's $9.99 uh-huh. for... Oh, maybe it is a penny more. Yeah. Because it's $9.99. Nine, right, and $19.99. Yes, you're paying one cent for that to have that cartridge. Uh, and, yeah, for A, the cartridge, and B... You know, uh, you could do this whole thing with cash, baby. Oh, that's right. You can stay off the grid. Which I guess is is the only advantage there. <laughs> Worth it. If, like, you know, that's something that you worry about. Yeah. To pay totally. the one cent to stay off the grid. <laughs> it's good. It's, that's actually a pretty low price to stay off the grid. Yeah, it's not bad compared to other things you have to do. Oh, yeah. To, like, fake your own death. Uh-huh. Which requires Burn a down lot your of... mailbox. Life- <laughs> right. Specifically... Unless you own your home, uh-huh. in which case you could burn down your entire home. Oh, yeah. That'll cost you. Neither of us have that luxury. Nope. Um, some other notable release dates announcements. Pandemic, the board game, is coming August 1st to the Switch. Mm-hmm. I love Pandemic. That's the only reason I'm calling this out. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like, I mean, it's not like a particularly like big or bold release, but I just really like Pandemic. Um, so it is still like, uh, if you're playing Pandemic on Switch, it's still like a, a cooperative like board game experience? Yeah, I assume so. Hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, DC Universe Online comes to the Switch on August 6th. Great. Resident Evil 5 and 6 are coming to Switch on October 29th. Very good. Capcom also announced the Resident Evil Triple Pack has Resident Evil 4 on the cartridge. So this is like a physical thing that you can pick up in stores. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 4 on the cartridge, Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6 as download code, download codes, but the whole thing is just $59.99. Right, which is, uh, this is where you are getting a savings. Exactly, because Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6 will be $29.99 each on the eShop, so you're basically getting, if I'm doing my math right, which never a sure thing, you're basically getting Resident Evil 4 for free. Well, for one penny more. <laughs> for Yes, of course. Which is really a steal, especially if you're trying to stay off the grid. Right. Uh, but you would still, you would need to get that money somewhere. Right. Uh, but I guess you're saving it from your previous time getting off the grid. Right, exactly. Uh, with, with the Tetris. It all uh, adds up. Buy a bunch, buy like um, 600 copies mm-hmm. of Tetris 99, and then you've saved up the $60 you'll need. Now, when... 
don't buy that many copies of Tetris 99. It's a great game, but you don't need 60 copies of it. You 600. Yes, yeah, so you don't need six. You certainly don't need 600. Yeah. Wait, 6,000. <laughs> oh, 6,000. We'll see. There you go. There we go. Um, but w- was it how expensive was Resident Evil 4 when you bought it on Switch? Oh, God. I was probably, it $29.99? Uh, yeah, I probably paid 30 bucks for it. So, don't regret it at all. Okay, good. <laughs> um, but this, this, uh, this pack of three games uh, is $90 worth of Switch games for uh, $60, which isn't bad. A little bit weird that Resident Evil 4 has been available for a while. Uh, and now they're like, oh, yeah, or you could get it in this pack with these other well, games. Well, okay, so it, on the Switch, it was always an eShop exclusive. Yes. So oh, you but were now this naval- is a physical copy. Yes, exactly. In fact, the grid! <laughs> and the only game in this collection, yes. which is a physical version, is Resident Evil 4. Right. So there's two ways to look at it, if you're off the grid. You're either buying a physical copy of Resident Evil 4 for one penny more right. than you would um, if you were just buying Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6 individually on the eShop, which you'll still have to download those codes from the eShop. Right, but you but won't have still, to enter your, your like, money's off credit the grid card still. information. Yeah. Exactly. And then you could also buy the Resident Evil, uh, what do they call it, like Origins Collection? Yeah. Whichever one had Zero and One remake together. Right. Uh, you could buy that physically as well. Yeah. So that's one point. And the second point, I kind of forgot... But just remember that there are two good things there are two about this. Good things about this, or bad things. I forgot how that started. Two uh, things about and it. And then finally, Luigi's Mansion Three is releasing October thirty first. Hey, happy Halloween. <laughs> um, I I heard a lot of people being like, "Hey, it's perfect. It comes out on Halloween." Um, this I don't think is perfect. Nope, totally agree. It's too late. Yeah, absolutely. It's a Resident Evil Five and Six has Six has the right idea come out barely on the 29th. Yeah, yeah it's still only barely. Um, no, I agree. Like this should have come out. I mean, whatever. But it should. <laughs> but like, if if you want to celebrate the season, <laughs> yeah, it truly doesn't matter. <laughs> if you want to celebrate the season, like late September, early October, right? Because then you have a full month of spookiness, right? Even late, even like mid October would yeah. be fine. If I have two weeks to play Luigi's Mansion before, like you know, we gotta take down the cobwebs and put up like turkeys. Like, come on, we're gonna be playing this thing in Thanksgiving season. I will say, marginally better mm. than releasing on the traditional Friday that Nintendo releases games, which would be n- n- November first. In this case, I feel like this episode, for whatever reason, especially when we talk about release dates, yeah. we've been like talking in circles around the thing instead of just like coming out and like saying it directly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I You're don't right. know if anybody followed the Resident Evil stuff we were talking about. Oh, yeah, but we were right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I forgot what we were talking about. The important thing is that Luigi's Mansion 3 releasing October 31st. Yes. So it finally has a release date. It's on Halloween, which is. The bare minimum Nintendo could do. At Disney World, they're starting to celebrate Halloween in, like, August. We're, like, two weeks away from the first Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party in yeah. the Magic Kingdom. Well, I mean, they gotta, do, they gotta do something, right? Like, the Haunted Mansion can't carry that whole thing on its own, right? But it's, like, August in Florida. It's gonna be, like, 90 degrees and 100% humidity. People like Halloween, They man. really do. They really do. Uh, Nintendo had a little bit of a presence at San Diego Comic-Con this past week. With some news around Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. Like we've seen with other Nintendo titles recently, seems like there's going to be some continued support lined up for the game going forward, at least for the next, like, nine months or so. 
In addition to the paid DLC coming later this year, it was announced that Cyclops and Colossus will be added to the game for free on August 30th. Okay. Plus, all the characters in the game will be getting alternate costumes that will roll out starting basically now through the first quarter of 2020. Uh, that's fun, because, uh, you know, uh, one thing that the Marvel characters have in spades is alternate costumes, right? Right. Uh, a new artist gets put on a series, and it's like, let's redesign that costume. We've got new covers to sell. Um, so, yeah, that is, uh, that is I guess, uh, expected, um, uh, but still kind of fun that they'll be adding that sort of stuff as we go. A little bit of detail on the DLC packs. The first one is called Marvel Knights, with a K. Curse of the Vampire, and includes Blade, Moon Knight, Morbius, and Punisher as playable characters. Um, which, you know, is, uh, it's, it's weird because I half love that pack and half hate it. Like, um, Moon Knight, yes. Blade, yes. Uh, Morbius and, and Punisher, get them out of here, man. <laughs> They're making a Morbius movie, Sonia's, with uh, Jared Leto. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, Moon Knight, I love this, seems super weird. I yep. guess he fights people. I just don't think of him as really being, like, a superhero. No, I think of him as being, like, insane. Which, I guess, puts him on the same footing as uh, <laughs> Morbius and Punisher. Yeah, so. fair. Yeah, really, it's Blade is unfairly grouped in here. Yeah, well, and why is he fighting with a vampire? <laughs> uh, Nintendo's UK website has the release date of this DLC for September 30th, but it could just be a placeholder date. It's a Monday. Yeah, is that's you know it, it just it weird. doesn't seem like that's actually when it's going to come. Yeah, out. we also know that the two other packs are themed off of the Fantastic Four and the X Men. Uh, who do you think the characters in the X Men pack will be? Oh man, I don't know because a lot of the like staple X Men characters are already in the game. Yeah, and uh, Cyclops and Colossus are coming. Uh, as free DLC characters, uh, so like Wolverine's already in there, Storm's already in there, Psylocke, uh, Nightcrawler. I'm looking at a list. I'm not just <laughs> rattling these off. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a that's about it. I yeah. like. I wonder if it'll be like original X Men. If we'll get like mm-hmm. uh, Jean Grey and Beast, um, and like uh, Angel. And do you think that they would put? Uh, and I don't know if he shows up as a villain in the game. Probably. We've seen screenshots or like video of uh, Magneto yeah. being a bad guy mm-hmm. in the game. So yeah, yeah, I would bet you're right. I bet it's probably like Jean Grey. Uh, Beast, just like finishing those off. Uh, okay, if, if fa- fantasy list. What's what's one X Men you really want to blink. see? Blink, blink. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Gold Balls. Love Gold Balls. You can make Gold Balls appear. Um, and then uh, in the other pack, the Fantastic Four. What characters do you think that'll? <laughs> oh, there was also a Nintendo Lounge in the Marriott next to Comic Con. Yes, let me tell you a little bit about this. Uh, I did not go in because it was crazy busy. Um, our buddy Matt Acevedo uh, was like, Patrick, we should go to this. Uh, and he got there at 10 o'clock in the morning, which is when it opened, and was told there was going to be a four-hour wait. Was I, it just like demo stations? Uh, yeah, but not even like a lot of demo stations. And they didn't have Link's Awakening. Um, they had like they had uh, uh, Ultimate Alliance, but the game had already been out for you know a day at that point um so yeah it uh and you know they just had like some big like plastic uh nintendo stuff like oh there's a question block and you know a pipe with mario coming out of it and stuff like that um which is i mean i I don't know i i stood in line for a long time to do a really crummy uh nbc activation that was like 
Superstore and The Good Place and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But there was like nothing in there. It was bad. And I waited a long time for it. Uh, so what I'm saying is a lot of these things are terrible. <laughs> uh, with last week's announcement of the Nintendo Switch Lite, we also briefly mentioned that Nintendo had filed paperwork with the FCC for updated innards of the original Nintendo Switch. Yes. So same form factor exactly, but like updating the chips and the memory and things like that. At the time, we didn't know what it was for or even if like Nintendo would end up acknowledging it. But they did. So model number HAC001 parentheses dash 01. Now, mind you, this isn't like how they're marketing it. <laughs> this is just a number you'll have to like search for. Right. To figure yes. out what it so is. So it's expected to hit North America in mid-August. And um, it promises 4.5 to 9 hours of battery life compared to the 2.5 to 6.5 for the original Switch and 3 to 7 hours for the Nintendo Switch Lite. So significantly better yeah, than huge. both the original Switch and the Switch Lite. And like really differentiates in like a weird way. Because to me, one of the like benefits of the Nintendo Switch Lite was, oh, you get a little bit more battery life. Right. And then like a week later, Nintendo's like, but but it's also significantly less battery life. Which I guess actually makes sense if you're charging a $100 premium. Yeah. That it's like, hey, you know, this is worth it for a number of reasons. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's just kind of what it boils down to. And I mean, what what's happening here isn't that the battery is improved. It's that uh, it's... The, it's just more efficient. Yeah, the machine is more efficient. So I have to imagine that they are using the same efficiency in... Uh, the Switch Lite, it is just physically smaller, and therefore the battery is also physically smaller. Yeah, that very well could be. Um, so, like, yeah, it, it definitely does take the wind out of the, the sails of the Switch Lite a little bit, when one of the few things that they were like, no, here's one way that it is better, uh, it's actually not. It's actually worse. Yeah. Is this enough to get you to, like, buy another switch like is battery life has ever battery life ever been a concern for you uh it's been a concern for me but you know i i also i, I travel with a, an, an anchor battery um that uh will keep the switch alive for a, a super long time um you know i had it with me to charge my phone over comic-con i didn't plug my phone into a wall the whole time i was gone um and you know would just recharge on on the battery and the battery's still at like you know, 60, 70% power or something. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, uh, I just, it isn't a concern for me because I carry extra power with me when I'm going somewhere. Yeah. And I've never run into it as like a limitation just because I rarely take my switch outside of the house. Yeah. And so this doesn't really change my plans of getting a Nintendo switch Lite for when I travel. Um, I just don't know that I need like two full size big boy switches. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess the 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 one thing that like uh, the Nintendo Switch Lite does still have that is like you know if, if I, I said before like one of the big benefits is better battery life, but you know just the smaller form factor like that's that is big. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, by the way, when I say like big boy switches, I don't mean like four big boys. I mean like when you're like, like you and me, like we're, we're big <laughs> no, boys. No. I mean like you know when you see a dog and you're like, oh, Who's you're a, a big, big boy. boy. Exactly. That's how I feel about the Switch and the Switch Lite. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also, very important, the Breath of the Wild comparison that Nintendo likes to trot out. Here we go. So the original Switch gets three hours of battery life. The Lite, they advertise at four hours. And the updated Switch gets five and a half hours. So yeah, significantly more almost double, battery. Uh, almost double before. the original. Um, and uh, 
you can play most of Breath of the Wild in five and a half hours, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, back when the Switch launched in 2017, there were several reports of malfunctioning Joy-Con, including an issue which uh, causes some left Joy-Con to register a directional input on the analog stick when the stick has not been touched, uh, which is now just colloquially known, colloquially mm-hmm. known as drifting. Yes. Um, the issue has evidently worsened with time, and more Joy-Con are exhibiting signs of the, like, uh, drifting. Yeah. Um, so I'm experiencing this at, at present, um, which is, uh, makes building levels in Super Mario Maker kind of difficult, uh, because I will let go of the stick, and the cursor will just sort of drift another, like, two squares to the left before stopping, um, which just means I have to do a lot of, like, uh, pushing in the opposite direction to stop it. Um, it's not uh, ruining my experience, but if I were playing something with that, you know, that required more um, like pinpoint accuracy, it would be a it would be a real problem. Yeah, I I haven't run into it, but also my first set of Joy-Con just completely died. Yeah. after like a year, so I'm on my second fresh set of Joy-Con, and I I haven't run into this issue issue yet. So I don't know if it's because like they fixed it in a, you know like in those. 18 months or whatever in between yeah or if I, like it, the original yeah. one yeah or if it just hasn't degraded to that point like it, it's oh also true it's it's popping up more now because uh they they degrade with time that makes sense yeah. that makes a lot of sense so a class action lawsuit has been filed against nintendo related to the defect by the law firm oh man what is what is this first I don't know. It's it's like Chimicles, <laughs> yeah, Chimicles, like... <laughs> Schwartz, Krimer, and Donaldson Smith LLP. Chimicles is like uh, it's like one of the cats. One of the cats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Chimicles, Schwartz, Krimer, and Donaldson Smith. If you're experiencing the defect, you can join the class action on their website. So this is an honest, genuine question. What are like what are the grounds for a class action lawsuit in general? Because I, I think of them as being more things where, like, harm has been done to you, um, like, your data was leaked without you knowing, you know, like, that sort of thing. Right. Or, in this case, uh, you purchase a product that didn't perform as advertised. Oh, okay. I see. Um, but, I mean, it does seem like a little bit of a, you know, my Joy-Con are starting to show it now. I've had them for, like, two and a half years. Um you know, what is the reasonable, like, length I can expect these things to function? Right. I guess that that's, like, that's my question in general. Yeah. I'm all for people, if you want to, joining this class action lawsuit. In general, I think we should get as much back from corporations as we possibly can. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, that that's the other question is, like, uh, you know, when you join a class action lawsuit, what can you reasonably expect to get out of it? Um, and like, even if they win big, a lot of that money goes back to the, uh, law firm that brings it in the first place. And, you know, it's the kind of thing where like, maybe you see a payout, uh, years down the road for like 15 bucks or something. Yeah. I I think what you would probably get out of it is like the cost. If you sent them in to be repaired, you would get like the cost of that repair back. And then if you didn't, but you were experiencing it, maybe you'd get like half of that cost or something like that. Yeah. Um, so Nintendo has released a statement commenting on it. They say, quote, At Nintendo, we take great pride in creating quality products, and we are continuously making improvements to them. We are aware of recent reports that some Joy-Con controllers are not responding correctly. We, have, we want our consumers to have fun with the Nintendo Switch, and if anything falls short of this goal, we always encourage them to visit support.nintendo.com so we can help. 
so that is uh, that I I I should do this. I should go to uh, support.nintendo and see if they can have my Joy-Con repaired. Yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly what it's going to be, is that since it's out of warranty, they'll be like, yeah, send it in. They'll repair it. You'll, it'll cost you like 20 bucks. Okay. And then you'll join this class action lawsuit and get that 20 bucks. So I can get my bucks. 20 bucks back? Yeah. <sighs> I feel like I should just go buy some new ones. <laughs> that's what I ended up doing. Yeah. The, Joy-Con are shockingly expensive. It's 80 bucks I'm for I'm always surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the schedule for Evo 2019's finals have been announced, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is closing out the show. Woo! <laughs> we did it! <laughs> uh, on Sunday, August 6th. Uh, here's the complete final schedule read you by Patrick, because I don't know what most of these um, like acronyms stand for. Right, we, we took this from the, uh, from the Twitter of at uh, Mr. Wiz, who is uh, in charge of organizing this stuff, or at least announcing it. I don't really know who he is. Um, so on Friday, they're doing Soul Calibur 6. On Saturday... <laughs> it's U-N-I-S-T. United Nations. No, Inter- this, is, this is that, like, unbirthed uh, night... It's, uh, it's, it's something like that. It's a weird, like, uh, uh, monster one. I'll look it up in a second. Um, but then Dragon Ball Fighter Z, then Samurai Showdown, then Mortal Kombat 11, and both Samurai Showdown and Mortal Kombat 11 are also on Switch. Oh, and Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Um, and then on Sunday, uh, Blaze Blue uh, Tag Battle, which is also on Switch, um, Street Fighter V, Tekken 7, and then uh, Smash Ultimate, um, which is the one that is on Switch. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna look up what U N I S T is. U N I S T. You can read the next story. Oh, okay. While I look it up. Uh, re- it's our returning eye on Guiji segment. Eye on Guiji. Uh, if you are curious about the order of things, like whether Guiji was fought up for the 3DS remake of the first game and then put into Luigi's Mansion Three, we now know that uh, Louis that Guiji originated in Luigi's Mansion 3, and then they were like, oh, this could work in the Luigi's Mansion remake. We found that out from Luigi Mansion 3 director Yoshihito Ikebata, who he told this to Polygon in an interview. He also said, quote, after we saw the Nintendo Switch two-player functionality, I thought about making a copy of Luigi. When two people are playing, they'll have two Luigis, but when one person is playing, how will they control two players at the same time? Okay, just to jump in on this for a second. There are already other characters in Luigi's world. What do you, why do you need two Luigis? Uh, I feel like there should be a Lady Luigi. I mm. think that'd be really fun. I, I don't have anything to follow that oh, up okay. with. It's just right. like a fun thought I had. Uh, and if that's not what this podcast is for, I don't know what. <laughs> uh, the idea wasn't to create Luigi out of goo originally. Originally, Next Level Games was experimenting with making the ghosts out of goo using some jelly-like substance. Okay, so... Goo ghosts. Goo ghosts. And then the Luigi's Mansion 3 guys were like, hey, we're already thinking about doing a Luigi double. Why don't you just make your ghosts... Why don't you just use that goo ghost, that ghost goo, and make a Luigi? Well, wait. No, I I think because Next Level Games is making Luigi's Mansion 3. I don't think oh. they made the 3D remake. So I think he was... Um, Ikebata was thinking... Of hey, it'd be fun to have multiple Luigi's. Yeah. And Next Level Games was like, we're thinking of some goo ghosts, and it was you know turned out to be two great tastes that go great together. Mm-hmm. 
um, like uh, uh, coffee and gummy worms. Exactly. Which, which gooey might taste like. That is exactly and it, what, what this consistency is like. might be. Um, it is also canonically true, and I forget where uh, this interview, who conducted this interview, um, but uh, that gooey um, is created in the timeline during the events of Luigi's Mansion 3 and sent back in time to the original Luigi's Mansion. I love this. I um, love Gooigi. Yeah, I love Gooigi. Yeah, it's okay. Just admit it. Yeah, when I wasn't throw, sure. Throw but then Lady I said Luigi it out, out the window. We <laughs> no, got I still want Lady Gooigi. Because I'm thinking Lady of, Gooigi. Oh, things are getting out of control. Basically, I'm just thinking of Luigi in a wig, and I love that. I <laughs> yeah, love that. I love that too. Um, sorry. Did you find out what that United Nations fighting game was? Oh yes, it is. Uh, it is Undernight in Births. Uh, Undernight in Birth is the name of the game. Undernight in birth. <laughs> you keep saying it, but I'm I'm looking at the U N I S T. Okay, so it's really just tr- struggling to. Okay, the name of the game is Undernight uh-huh. in birth, E X E colon late S T. Okay, that's and, all I needed. And S T S T is in brackets. We're closing the book on that. Uh, finally, some final Splatfest results. Like we talked about at the top of the show, it was the final Splatfest last weekend. Mm-hmm. Team Chaos versus Team Order. Uh, you'll recall that in last week's show, Patrick and I were joined by Casey Gullickson to d- definitively determine the correct answer to all of Splatoon 2's Splatfest matchups, and we came down on the side of chaos. Mm-hmm. And I would say that we were usually uh, right, right? Yeah, absolutely. Or, 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 the, the, the actual Splatfests, I guess, were right, because we were, we're definitive on all these. So they're, most of the time, they lined up with where we landed. Yes, and, and that was true this time as well. Team Chaos carried the day 3-0. to zero. I'm sure people eagerly anticipated our answer on the show and then rushed out and all joined Team Chaos. And joined those teams uh, and, uh, you know, just really won one for, uh, for Marina, right? That's what it all, that's what it's no, all no, about. No, 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 no. They won it for Pearl. Oh, for Pearl. Yeah. Pearl won. That's right. I forgot. And it'll be interesting to see what, uh, you know, that little goblin... As cooking up for Splatoon 3. God, I just hate her so much. <laughs> but in like a fun way. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Please uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share things. It helps us out a bunch. On Twitter, I am at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Nincart Society. And the Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you want to, like, Photoshop a picture of Luigi in a wig, yeah, I would love to Mark's see it. not going to say no to that. Um, tweet it at Mark directly, please. <laughs> uh, Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8bitbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick, uh, also requesting pictures of Luigi in a wig and saying thanks for listening. Campfire.